passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we go. We do a podcast on a Tuesday. Eddie was in yesterday, and I thank him for that. And Eddie he was. Again. No? I said he was, yeah. yeah. He was. And he'll be in again tomorrow. Is that right? Yes. You Another. have Presti on the warm-up. I will not be here. I will be at Michigan State. Rutgers, Michigan State. Yes. So, yeah, a little Presti, unless Bogus is coming back in. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Me neither. I think it's CeeLo. I'd love to see CeeLo and Bogus have a competition and to see who becomes the guy who fills in when you're not here. Because it was CeeLo. But when you miss two straight opportunities he did but in fairness to him the second one was completely on the fly boomer just deciding right on oh right that's true and so his schedule was done well in advance i mean you got to get to that that's like a new thing and i think i feel like eddie scazzeri started that scheduling people out four five six weeks in advance right very difficult i always remember when eric spitz did the schedule you would do it maybe 10 days in advance max and at least this way i don't know you're more available for other things when you so for for CeeLo, I know he works at Sirius part because he's part time everywhere. He doesn't have a full time job, so they book out two three weeks in advance, two four weeks, whatever. So if something pops up late, he's already taken. Right, and that seems to be the growing trend, and that's kind of a problem. Would it be uh, wrong tomorrow to do a poll? Who do you want to fill in for Jerry? Yes. Normally, would you prefer CeeLo or Andrew Bogish? Tough one for the loser. Yeah. It's a very tough one It'd for be the tough. loser. Yes, especially if CeeLo doesn't win it. Right. Having been here so long. Oh, my goodness. And doing it for so long. And people are douchey on polls. They, would, they are. They would try to vote for whatever would be the douche move. Yes, I would agree with that. 
Okay. So, so maybe I would hold off on that. You do what you want. I wouldn't do it, but okay. you do what you want. Then I'm not going to do it. Uh, Jerry, we talk about the Netflix series and all that all yeah. the time. And you and I both love Amazon Prime delivery, right? We love to have yes. the, the, the delivery. And part of that is you get Amazon Prime uh, streaming service, mm-hmm. which I which rarely. I never even use. Me never. Me knew it. Me too. I never look at it. Neither or never. Both. Neither right. and never. Right. But when I had rented Bohemian Rhapsody this weekend, I did it through my Amazon Fire. So I was on the where Prime is. Mm-hmm. And I looked, they had some new series on Prime, which my thinking always was, if it's on Prime, it means it wasn't good enough for Netflix. Right. But I think that's incorrect way to look at things. They bid like everybody else. Sure. But there is a documentary series that I saw and I started watching on John and Lorena Bobbitt from the late 80s, I believe that was. Right. When uh, Lorena Bobbitt cut off John Bobbitt's penis and took it with her and threw it out the window. Now, there are some serious allegations that went on that th- that he was uh, raping her within the marriage. See, I didn't know that. I always yeah. thought he was cheating on her was, I, no. was what I thought it was. Yeah, she had claimed that uh, that he was raping her during the marriage. But strangely, I only watched the first episode... Strangely in it, she claimed to somebody that she cut off his penis because he was uh, having an orgasm and she was not. And she was angry. She claims now looking back that it was a uh, language barrier issue that that's not what she meant. But it's interesting in that everybody, he is in this documentary, she is in this documentary. Do they talk anymore? I don't believe so, no. I I wouldn't think so either. I just... But it's no. weird because even all the seriousness of all the things that happened, the there they talked to the doctor who performed the surgery all these years ago, and everyone's kind of laughing about it. Meanwhile, a woman's alleging rape. A man had his penis cut off and sewed back on. Right. Lives were completely altered. Yes. Now, the v- most fascinating thing out of episode one, it does go a little slow. I'll eventually get to the rest of it, but they do show you a picture of the severed penis, which I'd never seen before. And as you could imagine, it it uh, had shrunk some. Well, and it, sure. It looked like a thumb. It was like a cocktail wiener? Yeah. Yeah. And then they also showed what he looked like that night. How did they do that? They had the medical photos, I guess, or, or evidence photos. And he approved that? I guess. You can't release that. It's You'd a, have to approve it. it. It's a picture of him... His testicles are there, and then a hole where his oh, all right, all right, all right. area yeah, was. I got it. And then they're talking to her. Why did she she threw it out the window? They had to go find it in a field. Like the greatest urologist can't go to school thinking at one time yeah. in my career I'm going to reattach a penis on somebody. A microsurgeon did it, and then he became famous. He was going on all the talk shows because he was like, you put a penis. Ever like Geraldo had him on. Phil Donahue, all those shows. Jenny Jones. Who the hell's Jenny Jones? Remember Jenny Jones had a talk show? No. Jenny Jones? Jenny Jones. She was a popular daytime talk show back in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Remember Montel Williams? Montel Williams, sure. Arsenio Hall at night? Mm Mm-hmm. I remember... Jenny Jones. Phil Donahue? Yeah, out of New York. Loved Phil Donahue. Jenny Jones. Jenny Jones was out of Chicago 
the same way Oprah blonde? was on. Yeah, blonde. Oh, maybe I do remember her. Okay. I had completely forgotten about her until I saw these clips. Where do you think she is today? Uh, she may have passed away, actually. Really? Let me Google her. Right now, live on air. I don't want to say she's passed if she hasn't. Jenny Jones. She is uh, still alive. She's 72 years old. Wow. See, that's... All right. So this was when? Uh, the Bobbits. Yeah. John Bobbitt. Let me see uh, when that was, Jerry. John and Lorena Bobbitt. This was uh, 89. So 11, it's 30 years ago. Jenny Jones. Oh, they was... made headlines in 93. They got married in 89. 93 Even was one. So. so seven, it's 26 years ago. Yeah. At that time, Jenny Jones was 46 years old, younger than you now, and my age, basically. And she se- And that doesn't feel like that long ago. It no. doesn't. And she's 72. Right. Oh, life just freaking flies by, man. I was to my parents' house this weekend. I was going through old uh, photo books. And, you know, I'll, I'll be turning 50 this year. What was really weird to see was photos from my dad's 50th oh, yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I know. He, I was, know. he was wearing serial killer glasses back then. Oh, was he? That was like the look. <laughs> yeah, the same ones now where I watch those murder shows. That's tremendous. With serial killers, those same frames. That's awesome. Which I guess everyone wore back then. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, my dad at 50. Strange wow. to look at. How about that? Yeah. So there's there's a recommendation. And then another one that I happened upon on this Amazon Prime was called Inside Jokes. They followed these comedians that were trying to get a spot at the Montreal uh, Comedy Festival. Okay. Uh, which is a very big deal in the comedy world. Right. So they just followed around these comics performing in front of, you know, three people. Sure. So, oh, rough life. That's I all guess. I feel I mean... I got for that. Unless you hit it big, but they all have these big dreams. Well, but that's the thing about being a comedian. Like yeah. We have one of the guys that plays on our softball team is a friend of mine who was just supposed to fill in once. Yes. But he's a hell of a player. He really yep. is. That's Kirsch. Kirsch. He does, like, he's got a great job. So he doesn't rely on comedy. Right. But he's a comedian on the weekends, on Saturday, Friday and Saturday, Sunday nights. He's done shows at um, Harrah's down in Atlantic City. I went to a benefit show that he did for like a uh, for a fundraiser, and he's funny. He's never hit it big though, right? And he's been doing it for years. And you don't think of like guys like that, and there's so many of them that are trying to be discovered. I saw the Ray Romano thing on Netflix that I told you about. It was good, wasn't great. His newest stand-up special. Yeah, like it was, and I mean, I guess the way they introduce it is him like hey listen i'm kind of nervous i haven't done this in a long time he's had tv shows and he's been kind of doing other things it was almost awkward like he looked uncomfortable and there were parts of it that were funny other parts were not and it's like wow this, he's someone discovered this right but someone saw something they liked for all these guys good luck you need you need one person supposedly ray romano won a contest at k-rock where they did some sort of uh, stand-up comedy contest, and that's where he had hit it big from. Really? I remember Tom Chiasano used to uh, mention that to me. How about that? That Ray Romano won some sort of thing they were doing on K-Rock back in the day. Wow, I never knew that. Yeah. Let me Google him. Oh, I've already closed out my browser. Jenny Jones, Ray Romano. There's a lot of Googling today. Jerry, you know that iconic photo of the sailor... Kissing his gal in Times Square? Yes. It's like a very yeah. famous black and white photo. I do. The day well, die. 
the man has passed away. He was 95 years old. World War II, World War II veteran, right? World War II veteran George Mendonca dies at 95. He was uh, pictured in Times Square kissing a woman. How about the woman? Well, let's see. Let's see. This fellow passed away this past Sunday. Uh, okay, let me see about this other one, Jerry. Uh, no. Uh, it's known as The Kiss. Oh, Friedman, the gal he was kissing, Greta Zimmer Friedman. She died in 2016 at the age of 92. How about that? Hmm. Let me ask you this, Jerry. This happened uh, 1945. If your wife was the one in this photo, mm-hmm. but you weren't the one kissing her, but in 1945 is an iconic photo, would you allow that to hang in your home? No. I think I would. I wouldn't. <laughs> no. Even at 90, you think uh, you just think it's disrespectful to you, the man of the house. I just wouldn't. What if you were the man kissing this woman? Let me ask you this. And you're now married. Would it be okay to hang that photo? Because it's an iconic photo. No other reason. No. It's a legendary photo. You can't even hang it in your house because you're married to someone else. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a good question, I think. It is a good question. Are are <clears throat> Would you allow Gina to hang a photo of her and her ex-husband? Yeah, they have their big wedding photo in the living room. <laughs> That's her house. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not your apartment. You guys move in together yeah, right. and you create a new home. No. Are you hanging their wedding photo? No. That was her life, though. But it was not iconic it's photo. It's her son's father. If she were kissing him in Times Square uh, in, the, in a dip that. form and he were in a Navy uniform, I don't maybe. know about that. I don't know. That's about a weird that. one. It is a, it, yes. Strange it is a one. one. I agree. It's different. Yeah. It is different. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. Probably I would not. walk I around. Be honest, probably not. I would walk around telling people that I was that guy, though, if I were him. Like I would brag about that if I was uh, George Mendonca. <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> you know, I'm in that uh, photo. There's two photos you want to be. That one for sure. Yeah. And then the one of raising the flag. Oh yeah. Iwo Jima, I believe that was. I mean, those are. Yeah. This uh, the picture of this guy, the sailor kissing this gal, was taken by Alfred. Einstadt, the day Japan surrendered to the United States, people took to the streets of New York to celebrate. And now, how did that picture go viral? Twitter? Uh, no, there was no Twitter <laughs> in 1945. Front page of every newspaper in the country. He pl- this The sailor, George Mendonca, the guy who passed, had smooched, he planned to smooch this girl, but she didn't know he was going to do it. Really? He did not know her. Now we would have had him locked up. <laughs> That's right. We've locked up a sailor for smooching a gal in Times Square. But back then it was all cool, and she probably lifted her her right leg, and you oh, know, yeah, absolutely, Jerry. She did the kick, I yeah. believe. Up, oh, no, no kick. No, no kick. All right. Did the dip though? The kick, no good. The dip, no kick. I would even let a sailor kiss me in Times Square, a male sailor. Would you? Yep. <laughs> now the question is, will I hang that photo up in my house? <laughs> <laughs> So listen, we were celebrating. <laughs> Things got out of hand. We had Japan had just surrendered. That's awesome. Uh, look at this photo, Jerry. This is an actual photo I'm showing you. Uh, well, good guess. Monster it's carrot. A stuffed whale penis, and it was sold for six thousand dollars. I'm sorry. What? Uh huh. A taxidermied sperm whale penis from the late 19th century. 
was just put on a auction block and sold for $6,000. It was an auction at Sorters in the United Kingdom. Sorters. Look at that man is holding the giant whale penis. <laughs> Taxidermied. Boy, that's a business. That's that, a tough business. That's a tough business. What's worse, a taxidermy mm-hmm. or what was it called with the people? Mort- mortician. Home? Yeah. Like a mortician. I would say mortician's worse, although that's done in a very respectful way. Right. I'm sure people are walking into a taxidermy holding up a dead raccoon going, could, could you stuff this? Yeah, it could be. You're right. I told you I went into a barber shop in at Penn State College, Penn State a few weeks yeah. ago. And there was a fox on the wall, <laughs> a stuffed fox. The whole body or just the, the head? The whole body. It was, ugh. This thing is nearly five and a half feet long and nearly a foot wide, but just 18 pounds. Sailors were, how good this part of the story, Jerry. Sailors were said to store tobacco in whale penises to keep the tobacco moist and fresh over the duration of a long journey. Oh, so you're <laughs> spitting sperm tobacco? Evidently. That's, oh, God, whale sperm tobacco. There's a taxidermist in Belmar that I drive by on uh, Route 71. Did you ever go in? No, but I so want to go in me? there. I've had enough. <laughs> Sir, when I pass, I want to make sure that you get me. On the wall. On the wall, and I need to be my whole body on the wall. Anyway, what about it? I just I'm interested in walking in there and wondering what goes on. Like, does it smell? No, I'm sure it smells like Lysol. It's got to be great. Dead carcass every day. That's right, what you're dealing with it must be hideous. Hunters, right? Yeah, but people do stuff their pets when they pass. They do. Yeah, some people do. And do what with them? Put it like you stuff your dog. Put it in the living room. Really? Yeah. Well, that's creepy. Very creepy. I could not do that. Me neither. What about stuffing a fish? I've seen people do that. Who stuffs a fish? Like if you were, like the first time you go fishing with your boys. I don't know if you've been fishing with them. No. Let's say you catch a nice big fish. You guys want to stuff it, put it on the wall, something you guys did together. I always wondered what they did. I thought they just like froze it and like. Right. No, those get stuffed. Put shrink wrap around it or something. (laughs) No, those fish get stuffed also. Interesting. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I wonder when they first decided to stuff dead animals. Right? In the 1400s? Like they went hunting and went... Because think about it. They used them as like blankets and stuff. Yeah, and they ate them. So you're eating the meat, right, (laughs) and you're taking their fur for a blanket. There's nothing left to stuff. Could you have imagined being a man a thousand years ago? Like you morphed from from 2019 to 919, and you had to go through your daily life. Like there's no Walgreens, there's no salmon to go buy. You got to go catch the salmon. You got to grow the sweet potato and the broccoli. Right. And oh, by the way, if you're really looking for a steak or a burger, you got to go kill it with a spear. And then after you kill it, which is probably the easy part, you've then got to take it apart. Right. Debo- and shred it and cook it. And yeah. Debone the fish. Could you imagine? No. And you only have two pairs of jeans now. Can you imagine what your jeans would smell like back then? Yeah. You'd never wash them. I mean, I got to walk down to the pond. You've been hunting in these jeans for weeks. Wash those things. And what the stench must have been like on people. No deodorant. Plus, they're putting animal fur and the skin over their... Blood dripping over their shoulder. Right. Just to stay warm. I think they used to dry them out, like put them in the sun. I'm sure they did. Skin side up. I mean, even just to figure out how to start a fire. Right. How would you have done? I don't know. 
rub two sticks together? Does that work? You might have actually been thinner than you are now. Right. You should have been eating grass. I'm not eating. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where's Al? He's with the sheep eating. Yeah. He's eating the grass. He cannot. He can't kill any animals with his uh, spears. He's very bad. That is tremendous. I know I'd hit the buffalo in the wrong spot where it just pissed it off and didn't kill it. No, it just run me down. <laughs> Buffalo. So you don't think you'd last very long I as an adult no. in the year 919? No. That's fair. Probably not. I also am very happy that I escaped the, you know, having to do military time. Yeah. Because when our dads were younger. They had no choice. You either signed up on your own or you got drafted. Most people got drafted, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I guess Unless you, you had an injury. Yeah. Then they, I think they would recommend you to the National Guard or nothing. Yeah. Because just thinking about, like, what the bathroom situation is. For military guys, that's a tough scene. And you know what? You got no choice. No choice. No choice. I know my my wife's father had uh, a couple of uh, broken bones in his ankle from when he played high school football or something. And so he went for his physical to go. Yeah. And they're like, nope. And he he tells the story. He's like, what do you mean, nope? What does that mean? Like, he thought for sure he was on his way. Yeah. He said, nope. They sent him to the National Guard. But he could not do active uh, military because I think he was forget if he had broken bones or whatever the structure, whatever it was, he had issues in his right foot, and he didn't go. My dad did go. When you were in high school, you're a couple years behind me, right? Six yeah. years, five, six years. I'm forty four. Forty five, forty six, forty seven. Five years difference. Yes. Then, like, we had to sign up when we turned 17. We did have to, right? yes. You sign up for selective service so we that your name would go into the draft. We did, uh, it was, and it was not, yeah, it was mandatory. And then I remember hearing back then that they only drafted kids between 18 and 25. Right. So, like, every year was my birthday. I was like, all right, I'm another year closer. I know, I know. Get me out of this. What's weird now, and it's not to say that you would never have ground troops again because you always will. But it's so much more with the computers yeah. and the, you know, the planes and the, it's not, I just don't, I could be very wrong. I just don't know if you'll ever see the ground troop force like it was back then because it was so much more primitive. It's right. so high tech now that it's just different. So I, I don't, I don't know. And that's, you hope you never have that time yeah. again for sure. So, but we got very serious. And then I remember my, How my. Get from whale penis stuffage to military drafting and i remember my dad when i was like 25 i'm out of the draft perfect he's like you don't know that what if it's a really big war i'm like what thanks dad (laughs) thanks i know what it's a really big war yeah let's hope we never have yes let's hope that jerry you ever wonder though like like even in this day and age now yes with with isis and 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 it can it can pop up at any moment something can happen and we know that You've got this group of people that can inflict so much damage and pain. And then there's the world. Right. <laughs> like, how does... I understand all world leaders don't see eye to eye on everything. But for shit's sake, can we not get together and join forces with Germany yeah. and London and countries in Asia that like us and uh, Canada, uh, right? Yes. Especially Canada. They're connected to us. That's in America, North America. And they're never in trouble with other, other countries. Why is that? They, I don't know. Crazy. It really is. So I got to go. All right, Jerry. The warm-up is next. So.
the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Here we go, Tuesday morning on the fan. What's up, Al Dukes? Oh, hi, Jerry. We're uh, in here surrounded by monitors with sports highlights going all the time. Some well, sports highlights, yes. Some sports. Sometimes it's a strongman competition from 1983. Today it was highlights, and I saw highlights of Bruins San Jose Sharks. And you were into it. I was, you know what I was mainly into? That the Sharks are still going with the teal uniforms. They were All these years later. Yeah. Well, the Rangers have the same colors for years and right, years but, and years. But teal in particular was a color that was hot back the, then. How about the Miami Dolphins? Yes. They're, but, but, yeah, they're the only team, really, that I feel like. Charlotte Hornets. All right. Same colors. It just reminded Jaguars. me, like, I once bought a Saturn that was teal. How'd that go for it? Which, by the way, at the time was Huck. probably fine. Oh, Jerry, couldn't keep them on the lot. I that's, don't know that you drive it today. That's what the salesman told me at the time. Do you think your hot orange Subaru yeah. that you now have will yeah. be a hot orange car in 20 years? Yes. because you I've, think you'll look back and be like, wow. No, I've done research on it. Oh, orange have. sustains. So this, in 2038, that's yeah. still going to be a hot car. Yeah, the teal color does not sustain. You know what's really scary? 2038's not that far off. Not, it's right down the... Uh, like right down road. the street, Jerry. It sounds so futuristic. <laughs> it's around the corner doing push-ups. Right. As they say, getting Something ready. Like yeah. Uh, the talk before the show in the office between uh, Bobby, myself, and Eddie Scazzeri today of all the sports parking. topics. Not oh, parking. Damn. The fact that Julian Edelman's beard clippings. This is what you're talking about? Yep. Julian Edelman's beard clippings are up for auction. Mm-hmm. He uh, had them shaved on the Ellen show. I did see that actually. Ellen collected them and put them up for auction for uh, like the boys and like girls two grand, club. Right. I, I checked this morning. It's up to three thousand two hundred fifty dollars. Oh, that's awesome. So we were trying to think back in the office: is that a potential money maker if you lived in the Boston area? Like I was thinking, if I owned a, a sports bar in Boston, I might put buy the hair those in a glass case or something. Right. Like, I guess if you're going to put signed balls up, yeah, yeah. why not have Julian Edelman's hair after he's His the beard. Super Bowl MVP? Right. That's not a bad idea. Right. And would we, would people in Boston pay to take a photo with Julian Edelman's no. beard? No. Oh, some people would, but the masses, no, I don't think so. Really? To take a picture with his hair? Yeah. No. What about this? We make a fake beard using actual Julian Edelman's hair. Then would people take a photo with the fake beard and, put and it pay? On? Yeah, <laughs> some people would, but the masses would not. Jerry, then the conversation really dipped to a low when we wondered what Boomer's price would be to, for what to shove his head? No, no, no. For Boomer to put on a um, Hall of Fame jacket and wear the fake Julian Edelman beard. What number did you guys come up with? <laughs> we didn't really. We thought that would not be a moneymaker for us. He'd want too much. Well, it wouldn't be a moneymaker because he would want a fortune. Yeah. Yes, that is true. But He's I'm, got some pride, you know. He does. I don't. I would buy the, the fake <laughs> beard if I had a bar in Boston. <laughs> I just don't know what you get out of it. You're not making money with the fake beard or the beard. I would put that on the marquee. We have Julian Edelman's beard. That works for one night. And a lot of the stories I saw, because I read this story multiple times yesterday, they'd say... Julian Edelman's used beard. Because I was like, well, as what other? To, right, as opposed to what? I guess his new beard. His beard clipping. So what happens then? He grows the beard back. He can yeah. shave it again for another three grand? 
Uh, I'm not sure. I think Probably it's not that, the same beard right. though that played in the Super Bowl that was in the MVP. That was MVP beard. Yeah. But well, why, I, why don't you open up a sports bar and see what go, how it goes? Or Beckham's hair. What do you? Oh, if now I could that get would go for cash. If I could get the um, the blonde color yes, part, that would be kind of cool. Oh man! And people could take a picture with it on top of their right. Head. You just lay that hair on top of your That's head. That's got NFL experience written all over it. Could you also clone Julian Edelman with his hair? That's what I would be nervous about if I was him. You've donated all this clonable hair that now we can make a super race of wide receivers. If the root is there, yeah. yes. If you need not, the root? then no. I doubt she plucked all his hairs, Eddie. There's going to be no roots in this. If I bought that hair and it had no roots and I took it to a scientist and they wouldn't clone it, I'd I be want like, my money back. what did I pay for? Nothing. All I've got is a bag of hair. Have we actually just spent three minutes on Julian Edelman's beard? <laughs> well, I guess I was looking to make money. Speaking of beards, <laughs> these days, Jerry. Why don't you go work at Justin's Barbershop if you want to make money? All right. Collecting beards. Real easy commute. Yeah. You could scoop <laughs> up and take a broom and get all the hair at the yeah. end of the day, and you could make beards. There... <laughs> the beard man. There's a barbershop going up in the building where I live. Yeah, I know. You're all right. Right downstairs. I could just make beards. Hi, I'm Al Dukes. I'm friendly. Come in and get a haircut, and I'll shave your beard. You ever hear of a Merkin? A Merkin? I've not. Should I have? No, you shouldn't have. I only know it from years of listening to Howard Stern. I can't explain what it is, but Google it. Is that like a false woman part? Well, it's a, it's a beard of sort. It's a, um, yeah, something like because that. Because isn't that, there's a market for that, is there not? Yeah, for films. Right. Well, like for adult stars scenes. have their parts... Oh no no no! It's not that. It's not that. It's a uh, it's a it's a wig. Like who's a big? Give me a big female adult star. Right uh, I don't know. Eddie, give me one. I only know them from the nineties of the uh, pornographic the variety. variety. Yeah. Um, Lisa Ann. Okay. Oh, there you go. Can't you buy Lisa Ann's? <laughs> I suppose. Right. That's yeah, but a business this is now. That well, is. You're a trying to sell beards. Yes. Right. So all I'm saying a is family-oriented like, business. I sell way, beards. This is kind of being done already. I would say there are many men who said, "I would like to grow a beard. I can't." Oh, really? Have you seen my beard wigs that I'm yeah, selling? You just need some gl- gorilla glue. Yeah. To stick it on your face. Gorilla. Well, that times in perfectly. I've got a connection to beards and gorillas in Why? this next story. Do you really? In this next story, yeah. One, Mike Tyson these days now has a white beard. He looks very old. He looks old. You know who looks like old? Adam Vinatieri. Yeah. Looks very old. Emmett Smith with the beard. Yeah, he old. does. He does. If you got a gray beard. He looks like he could be in the Uncle Drew movies. Right. <laughs> but not in costume. Yes. <laughs> hey, look, that looks like Emmett Smith. It is. And that's how Mike Tyson looks now. He's got a, a white beard. Very disappointing when your childhood favorites yeah. start to look like grandfathers. They get old. You feel old. Well, luckily, I have no hair at all. Anywhere? <laughs> I have no gray hairs. I do have a gray hair on my chest, which I have noticed. That is, all right, in the middle. so a couple of things for me. The beard, when it comes yep. in right down here, very gray. Right. And the chest hair, very gray. Very gray. Yep, those are the two spots. But those, luckily, we can clip. But Mike Tyson, back in the day when he was married to Robin Givens. Is this a relationship that men and pigeons had before Christ? Well, this was a relationship he had with Robin Givens. I believe they were married at in one the 80s. point. Uh, yes, I believe. 80s, I think, I think the 80s, right? yeah, maybe early 90s. Okay. My timeline's a little off. Right. But he um, it told a story in London uh, recently that when he and Robin Givens were together, he thought a romantic uh, date night would be that he would uh, take a tour of a New York zoo, I guess okay. the Bronx Zoo. Could see that. When it was closed, 
and he would take her through there having a nice casual evening. And uh, they went to the gorilla pen. Gorilla. Gorilla. And Mike noticed that one of the silverback gorillas was being gorilla. Very aggressive to the others. A bully, if you will. A bully gorilla. A bill a bully gorilla, if you will. He's a jerk. Yeah, a real jerk of a gorilla. Okay. And Mike Tyson said to the guy, I will give you, the zookeeper fella, ten thousand dollars. Let me go down there and knock this sucker out. Did you let him in? He did not. For, would you for ten thousand dollars? I <No>. might. But <laughs> Mike Tyson thinks he was gonna beat up a aggressive bully gorilla. You'd be gorilla. able to A turn down ten thousand dollars cash, B say no to Mike Tyson. Right. Have the guts. <laughs> but imagine how imagine you're Robin Givens on this romantic night. Right, that was the night she decided. I'll marry you. Yes, I'm going to marry this man. He wants to fight a silverback gorilla in the Bronx Zoo. Because he's bullying the other gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> a gorilla would destroy Mike Tyson, Of course, right? it would kill him. Of but course it would. If Mike Tyson got in the first punch, could a silverback gorilla take it yes, to the I jaw? Think so. I do, too. I, I think so. I think it would destroy him inside of five seconds. Mike Tyson. I'm would, in charge. Mike Tyson would be stunned when he hit that gorilla and nothing. <laughs> the gorilla would start laughing <laughs> at him. Didn't go down. Gorilla. Kind of like oh, most man. of his opponents. He would take him and throw him right around. Did you see the story with the mountain lion in California? Yeah. We the did. one in the tree? Uh, no, not one in the, the tree. One, right, not the one not where the, the one guy killed. Where the hiker choked him out. Guy looks in his backyard. There's a mountain lion in a tree. Hmm. They call the. I don't understand this. Why is the fire? Why is it the fire yeah. department's responsibility to go get a mountain lion out of someone's tree in the backyard? I'll be like, "Is the mountain lion on fire?" Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. If not, call the police. Right, but I I need to talk to a fireman. I don't understand why they have to come. A cat stuck in a tree. I call think the fire department. Because what, they, they ladders. Yeah, because they have the big ladders. That's not right. I yeah. think if you're a fireman. You're not signing up for going after the wild. Right, I wouldn't even want to try to get a cat out of a tree because they're if they're claws. right. I'm with if you. If they're scared, they will slice yes, and they dice will. you. Very much so, especially if they didn't haven't been declawed. Yes, well, that yeah, that's the clawing part, right? And uh, Josh Allen, uh, the Buffalo Bills had to come out with a statement. Josh Allen signed a fan's autograph. It was a picture of Josh Allen playing against the Jaguars, mm-hmm. and Josh Allen signed it at the request of the fan. Asked for him to sign it this way. Hey, Ramsey, am I still trash? That will come back to bite him at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Because he will throw six picks in a game and the answer will be on social media. Yes, you are, sir. The Bills had to be like, well, the fan asked. He was having fun. What what garbage? It's garbage. garbage. Be careful these days. Garbage. Garbage. Got you, Joe. Got it. You're garbage. We got to take a quick break. I have a Kirk Cousins story maybe coming back. I think Giannotti will be in the studio for this. Oh, perfect. I hope it's bad news. And then Boomer's back at six here on The Fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Welcome back. A couple more minutes to the top. Uh, Last night in sports, uh, Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. I don't know if you saw this, Al. He tweeted a couple of days ago, since G's here, I'll say this. Quote, in 2010, I was mad at LeBron James for leaving Cleveland, but I've been in Miami for five minutes, and now I totally understand. Does that seem like a bad thing to say? Yes. You think so? Because I would think people think now he wants to go play people for the in Dolphins. Minnesota are ticked off. Well, he had a bad or not a great year. Yeah, but it's Miami in the middle of February. Who wouldn't want to be there? We go uh, on the internet and social media to get ticked off at something. We do. Ha- that does happen. And by the way, one other time, I hate you. 
What did that I do? Picture you posted yesterday. The one of you like uh, yeah, the triathlon triathlete. I got home and my first thing my wife says to me is, "What was that?" Well, it was ten today? years ago. You were a tri- you had tried to be a triathlete. You realize you're getting destroyed. I'm like, yeah. I do. Luckily, it was uh, President's Day. Not a lot of people were. Enough people saw it. Not not enough people uh, enough saw people it. Enough people saw it. Thank you very much. Okay, All right. One more. And uh, France, Jerry, has okayed lightsaber, competitive lightsaber, but it's not real lightsabers. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> it's just it, lit up like yeah, because like, those don't exist yet. Do like they? your your kids probably have. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band have been rocking and rolling for over five decades. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? (laughs) Wow. Well, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.